0: Today on Sailor Moon, I'm so majorly fed up with Darian. Why does he avoid me like plaids and stripes when we were meant to be? What's worse, when I try a new idea to lure him back, another negatrol comes and tries to destroy my heart. Can she succeed? Or will I get together and fight to get Darian back? Stay right there. We'll be right back. Moon Podcast Escalation! Sailor Moon! And my name is Jordan D. White. My
1: name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love it so much. And we have an episode this week that oh. I think Jordan's excited about, and I'm yes. not. Yes. How, how dare this heterosexuality <laughs> return to this <laughs> show? Today, we are going to be watching episode 77, Sailor Moon R, Shared Feelings, Usagi and Memoru in Love Once Again. Spoiler warning! (laughs) As always. As As always. always. (laughs) These titles. These titles. But uh, to help us talk about that, we have a very special guest today. Uh, Anita Petro is joining us. Anita, how are you?
2: I'm good. super excited.
1: (laughs) You are one of two guests who is uh, joining us from... Literally across the world. We we had Karen uh, Healy from New Zealand and you are joining us from Bangkok.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: wow. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. it's. Uh, I started listening to the podcast out here and then when you guys called for guests on the show, I was like, ah, it won't work. But then I was like, you know what? I don't mind staying up late to talk about Sailor Moon.
0: <laughs> what, it's what like time is it there right again. Now?
2: It is currently 9.30 out here. Oh, that's
0: not so bad. We're
2: about 11 hours ahead of the East Coast of the U.S.
0: Yeah, you're going to be up till like 1.32 in the morning. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Just heads up. The show runs long. No problem. So what, what, are you, what are you what are you doing out there?
2: My husband works for the State Department. And so oh, two my. years ago, he got posted to um, the U.S. Embassy here. So we're up two years into a three-year tour. And when this wraps up, we'll probably be heading back to Washington, D.C.,
0: that's pretty neat. Well, that is that's
1: very cool. Like, it, 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 do you uh, do you like it out there? Is it is it interesting and fun?
2: It is interesting and fun, and it's absolutely. I mean, I know you, you say it's not like living in the U.S., but it's like really, really not like living in the U.S. <laughs> sure. I don't think I anticipated how different it would be when we first moved out here, but um, now I'm at a point where I don't know how I'm going to move back to the U.S. because I've totally like just adapted and absorbed the Thai way of doing things, which, you know, for better or worse, they are what they are, but it's just, this is my everyday and going back to the U S with credit cards and grocery stores that stock more than three things is going to be bizarre.
1: (laughs) Is there, is there a, a difference that you find like really striking that maybe people wouldn't think about
2: all of our, um, washers and dryers for clothing are outside. What? Yeah. I have really? a little like balcony that's right off of our kitchen, and that's where they keep the washer and the dryer. Mostly because the machines generate heat, and nobody wants that heat in their
1: house. Sure, mm-hmm. wow. that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense.
2: In the same vein, kitchens are almost never air conditioned. So you know, you can your whole house might be air conditioned, but your kitchen won't be because you cook in there, and it's according to them a waste of time to try and cool down a room that's going to be hot i mean they're
0: probably right i think we're probably the the jerks in that situation where we try to we keep all the hot things in our house and go but let's cool them like is, <laughs> yes
1: i like to keep it at a temperature that is slightly above what you would see for like mr freeze <laughs> just like, slightly above
2: please tell me you um, have like the tim burton mr freeze suit for when you're hanging out at the house
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm wearing it right now. That's what, that's, that's my podcasting suit that I wear. <laughs> it's why these podcasts are always so chill.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: Mm. Well, th- thank you, Anita, for uh, for joining us and, and volunteering to stay up late to talk about Sailor Moon. It's very exciting. So what is your history with the show? How did you get into it?
2: It was probably in... So I started watching it when it came to Toonami in, like, 97, 98. I was probably around nine years old. I know it was like right as I was starting the fourth grade. So whatever age that would be. And I saw it on Tsunami and I saw just a random episode and saw thought like, yep, that's pretty cool, but didn't really think anything else about it until I made my like I met my then going to be best friend in the fourth grade friend who was obsessed with the show. And I kind of became obsessed with it that way, and then started watching it on Toonami for as long as it was on, I think. I remember like rushing to get home and hoping that the bus wouldn't be late so that we could get home by like 4, so that I could actually watch the show. I think it came on at like 4.30 in New Jersey. Okay. I haven't actually watched any of the episodes since these two, so whatever, you know, 20-odd years... It's been. So you, since you haven't watched
1: Sailor Moon in 20 years, but you've been listening to our show.
2: Yes, I have.
0: Yes, no, I okay. have. That's again, that makes more sense to me than the people who have never listened to Sailor Moon and listened to our show, which I, I like. That's such a skewed version of Sailor Moon that they have <laughs> in their heads. But at least you had your original memories and you can go, oh, I vaguely remember that. Do, yeah. you, do you remember it or are you like, wow, I forgot all about that?
2: No, no, no. I, I have a pretty good memory for everything that happens up through the end of the R movie. And then everything that happens in S in stars is a little hazy, mostly because I never watched it in English. I watched it in Taiwanese. Um, that aforementioned friend was Taiwanese. And so every summer she would go to Taiwan, come back, and she would come back with like all this great Sailor Moon swag and movies and videos. (laughs) So even before it got translated and came to the U.S., I was watching it, but the problem was it was all in, um, I think it was in like Chinese. So she, like, so in the fourth grade, I had like fourth grade level Chinese speaker translating Sailor Moon (laughs) to me back in English. And stars and super, SN stars are not like, logical so it got real weird real fast <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that's so then the show must be right at home because we're probably at about a fourth level explaining fourth grade level explanation of the
2: show, right <laughs> at I least it's say in english though
0: that. that's true that's true
1: um <laughs> we have a lot of interpretations of the facts
0: here on this show <laughs> so did you have a favorite scout yes and do you have a favorite scout <laughs> both
2: <laughs> uh it's still the same jupiter I love her. Yeah. I wanted to be her. I mean, I think growing up, if people were going to scout cast me, I would have been cast as Amy. Sure. Probably looked the most like Ray because when I was younger, I had about 12 feet of long black hair. But like Jupiter's always been my favorite.
0: Everything well, how, about how tall her. are you?
2: <laughs> I am 5'5. Five, five.
1: Okay, so you're just the question that we ask everyone <laughs> when they say <laughs> like Jupiter is how tall are you? <laughs> I'm five five.
0: So she was towering so was over it? you by what? Two inches, I think, right? Or... by two whole inches. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so
1: what is it about Jupiter that you that you like? Because I mean, look, we we've talked we've talked a lot about about Jupiter and how much we love her. but uh, but what is it what what got your attention with her when when you um, were younger?
2: At a very, very superficial level, it was the fact that I liked her shoes, I liked her earrings, and I liked when she did, like, the Jupiter Thunder clap or crash, her tiara had a little antenna that came out. Like, that
0: was, yeah. she was yeah. the bomb.com. <laughs> um, we <You> don't <laughs> talk I don't about that antenna. It doesn't, I don't understand how that it's happens. It's calling but down right.
2: the lightning.
0: Well, sure, it becomes it's, a
1: little lightning magic. Magic. <laughs> it's a lightning rod. It's a magic lightning rod in her tiara, which I also love because nobody else gets that. Nobody no. else like. I, I mean, I guess Venus has uh, in in the manga uh, Venus has the chain around her waist that then becomes the the love me chain, but nobody else like g- gets a a sub transformation. Yeah, I... uh, an additional weird little transforming quirk
2: i loved it Uh, i'm telling you it's the shoes the earrings and the little antenna that came out of her tiara was like yep (laughs) i'm a sailor jupiter fan on a slightly deeper level i mean i think everybody has mentioned this about her but she was the one character it was like you can be a girl and totally kick ass at the same time which i liked
1: yeah and and that is a thing uh we haven't really talked about the shoes i think we talked about them when the scouts were introduced But that is a thing that I really love about, you know, that is the most prominent variation in their animated uh, uniforms. You know, there's there's more subtle variations in the manga. But as far as the anime, uh, the big thing is that they have different boots. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ami and Usagi kind of have the same superhero boots. Ray's got the high heels. Mina has the high heels. But Jupiter's shoes are like he said, they're the best. They're these great little, like, little low boots. Yeah, and and they're, I think,
2: perfect for superhero work. It's sensible footwear for what she's about to do. Like, I appreciate Ray's dedication to fashion, and then she's rocking the high heel, but, like, that's not practical for the amount of times they run across Tokyo. It's just not
1: practical.
0: It's magic, (laughs) like he just said.
1: As I'm sure you know, Tokyo is very small. <laughs> Tokyo is very small. Tokyo is about like four square blocks. It's got it's got what? It's got a shopping center, a park, a school, and some houses, and that's it. It's the only things that are in Tokyo, and no I one's mean, ever there. Sailor
0: Moon's you, shoes have high heels, don't they? Like her giant boots, they or have like a
2: tiny heel,
0: small yeah. heels, okay.
2: And they look and not to be a complete girl, but they look like a fairly chunky heel, which makes it a lot easier to walk in
0: or yeah, that's kick
2: monsters in. Whereas Venus and Mars are definitely rocking like for reals pumps. And I can't imagine that those are a comfortable to sailor scout in when B run across Tokyo, no matter how small it is.
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of discussion uh, in in comics and in, in animation about super footwear. Not in a not in a weird way. I mean, you know, it's
0: fine. <laughs> if, if that's there probably your thing, is. But... Yeah, there probably is that.
1: But I mean yes, there is absolutely <laughs> that. But there's also the thing about like, you know, it should be practical. You know, Wonder Woman should not be wearing stiletto heels, obviously. But I do think, you know, all of the all of the senshi have at least the small heels. Like, you know, Sailor Moon does have small heels. And I think you can get away with that with the senshi, like especially in the manga, because they very rarely like physically fight. It's they transform, they pose, and then and then they shoot a tiara out or they use moon princess halation or a lightning rod comes out of their tiara. But they do. Like you said, they do run across the entirety of Tokyo (laughs) quite a bit. (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe like maybe maybe there could be a a redesign. But I do like like the I do like the
0: different shoes. Wow. Okay. Uh, so I I was trying to remember what Amy's shoes look like. And so I was like, "Well, I'll just search Sailor Moon shoes.
1: I'll just search Ami Mizuno, and it will autocomplete to Ami Mizuno feet in Google. That's, that's the
0: world true. we live in now." But I searched for Sailor Moon shoes. There's a lot of Sailor Moon shoes that you can buy right now, and they're awesome. <laughs> there are some like super cool like Luna shoes, and like weird shoes with like. You know, I just put it in the in the in the chat so you guys can see, like shoes with the Sailor Scouts on them, shoes with the the. The heart symbol, like a lot of really cool shoes. Can you guys (laughs) see these, or did you click them? Uh, You posted the wrong link, Jordan. Did I? Did I post the same one again? Yes. Yes. Well, I didn't.
2: Oh, I like these. Yeah,
0: if you just—I literally just googled Sailor Moon shoes, so you can.
1: I like uh, there. There are these
0: that I don't know how it's doing it. Copying the same link again. These appear
1: to be licensed by uh, by Bandai, and uh, they have shoes for all all the scouts and for for Luna. Little cute Luna shoes.
0: And the Jupiter shoes are fantastic. I love these Jupiter shoes. The, the, there's this weird pair of like Sailor, Sailor Mars high heels that on the underside of the foot where you can see has Sailor Mars on one and Jedi on the other. What? Yeah, well, you know, humans are really in the shoes these days. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think it's because there's a picture of the four inner senshi and then the four oh. kings of heaven and they're all paired up from, I don't know if it was in the manga or if it was just like a, as part of the plot or if it was just a filler page in the manga, but I think that's why the two of them are paired together on the bottom of those shoes. I'm looking at them right now.
0: Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's a, it's, it's a weird one. Um, they, there's a lot of neat ones. There's just a lot, a lot of, uh, I, I guess a lot of these look like they're custom made. Um, so not all of them can you buy.
1: Yeah, I think I think uh, you and I are probably going to have to get custom uh, Sailor Moon shoes. I don't think I can I don't think I can fit into these uh, Sailor Jupiter pumps that are being sold in Japan by what Bandai. About these,
0: these uh, Sailor Moon cons that they've got here.
1: Oh, the, uh, the the high tops? I I wear those. Like, there's a pair of Jordans with Sailor Moon airbrushed on them. I would absolutely wear Sailor Moon Jordans.
0: <laughs> oh, these are the, okay, these must be custom. The, these adorable ones with her outfit on them.
2: There's a pair of Luna bedroom slippers.
0: Yes, I saw those too. Those are so, I mean, anything with Luna. <laughs> you know, I'm a sucker. Uh, but yeah, see the ones I just clicked. Those are cool.
1: Oh, those are cool. Those are cool. Well, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about all of this Sailor Moon themed apparel. Boom.
0: Segway. (laughs) Nice segway. That's going to revolutionize how we travel. Now, uh, (laughs) Jordan,
1: this is something that we talked about on previous episodes, and now it's finally happening. It's actually up right now. Uh, we may actually uh, announce it on the Twitter account even before this episode goes up, but uh, we are starting the Sailor Business uh, Monthly Shirt Club. We, we say club, but it's basically we're going to put a different shirt up every month that uh, listeners can go buy if they want it. Helping us out with this is is former guest of the show and hopefully future guest of the show, I'm sure, uh, Christina Murdaugh. She has uh, made a shop where we're going to be featuring a different uh, sailor business inspired t-shirt design every month. You can get the t-shirts for 15 bucks, uh, which does not include shipping. So I think you're gonna to have to to pay a little extra for shipping, but the price of the shirt itself is 15 bucks. It's at sailorbusiness.ttoki.com that's t e e t o k dot com and we will of course be putting a link to that on sailorbusiness.com as well. Uh, right now, the very first shirt that we have is, uh, designed by Christina and it is the, the moon pudding t-shirt, which I love. It's the, oh, yeah. the taste, taste the silver millennium moon pudding, uh, shirt, which I think is great. I love, I love that we have just kept on calling Usagi the moon pudding for yep. the past 70 episodes. <laughs> it's, it's her own fault. Yeah. I mean, she shouldn't have said it. Like we're going to be talking about pro wrestling later too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh so definitely check that out. Uh so, these I think you are going to have up through mid June to buy. They're going to ship out on uh on June 13th, 2016. So if you're listening to this in the future, I'm sorry you missed it, but head over there and see what the current design is as well. We, you know, Christina has done a bunch of really cool potential designs. You know, we've got all those descriptions for the the Senchi and the cats. I I really want to do the Yakety Yak cat from Outer Space shirt that she designed. But look, <laughs> Pretty sure kind-hearted girl genius is going to be our most marketable design, (laughs) so look out for that one. That's going to be good soon. But also, you
0: know. But also, we should say, like, if you have ideas for designs, get in touch with us because you, we can use your design, and then you get a cut of the shirt.
1: We we've had a bunch of really great artists doing fan art. I mean, look, we're obviously going to do a tuxedo hot pocket shirt eventually. Maybe not the first year. (laughs) <laughs> but eventually, it's going to happen. You know, tennis ball Sailor Moon. Uh, as far as I know, there is no tennis ball Sailor Moon shirt available. I would Not like yet. to have one of those. You know, for forty love and justice. I guess would be a good. Nobody's going to
0: going to laugh at that one. Fine, you jerks. I see, I see what? What was it? I didn't understand it. For, I said for forty love and justice. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! Okay.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Anita. That was kind. You're welcome. <laughs> But yes, uh, sailorbusiness.ttoki.com. Please head over there and check it out. We we get a little bit of money. Christina gets a little bit of money, and the artist gets a little bit of money uh, for every shirt that you buy. So that is a a nice thing to do. Uh, but yeah, with that, are you guys ready to uh, head into this week's episode?
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: Anita, trying to contain all my doubting the decisions that led her here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no i'm trying to contain all my excitement and not start off with screaming yay they got back together
0: wait oh wait hold on hold on are you being sarcastic or serious
2: i'm totally and utterly serious i don't know yes. if you, i don't know if you saw the first email that i sent chris saying like hey well i think i sent an email explaining like the legal system in japan or something and yeah we at i the believe we read it, that
1: one out on the on the show
2: and then at the bottom of it, I said, like, yeah, hey, if you want a guest who has a genuine affection for Darian and Tuxedo Mask, I'd love to be on the show. And that's how I got here. So, oh, no, good. I'm being completely serious. I am so happy that they're back together. Phew.
1: Because yeah, I'm you so requested happy. this episode.
2: I did.
0: That's great. Because, again, I, yeah, like, normally I get ganged up on by everybody who tells me how terrible he is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying yeah, I mean. he's
2: ideal. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm glad they're back together.
0: Right. He's the right rubbish for her trash pile.
2: Exactly.
1: Ugh. Ugh. I'm going to have something to say about that. I, I actually have a note in next week's episode about that, but uh, we'll, we'll get to it when it happens. Uh, for now, we're going to be watching uh, Sailor Moon Episode 77, Shared Feelings, Usagi and Memoru in Love once again. Uh, you can watch it on Hulu Plus if you are, or I guess it's not Hulu Plus anymore. It's just Hulu now. Yeah. You can watch it on Hulu. If you would like to watch along with us. Uh, or it's on the DVDs, which uh, a, a listener bought me, finally, the what? second Sailor Moon R DVD set. A listener bought it for you? Yes. It, I, I had it on my Amazon wish list, mainly because I use my, my wish list as, oh, hey, I need to buy this in the future. Uh, it, is my, it is my shopping list. And uh, it just showed up at my house from a listener of Sailor Business who, who said that uh, they were enjoying the podcast and... Uh, wanted to, to give me a little present because of it. So thank you, thank you so much. Uh, you won't wow. have to have these weird, awkward pauses when I'm trying to recap the episode, and I clearly get to the commercial break
0: on Hulu anymore. Oh, really? I didn't realize that was happening. Because I I, 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 sprung for the no commercial version.
1: Oh yeah, I don't, I don't like look. I, I'm already, I'm already giving them eight bucks a month for for <laughs> what used to be Hulu Plus. Come on now.
0: All right, now Chris, you're not yes. going to do this. You, you, okay, you might. No, you're probably not going to get it. But it's time to make you guess the name of the episode. Okay. Um, so, let me see what kind of a hint I can give you.
1: Yeah, I, I'll need a hint on this one.
0: It 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 has to do with something prominent in the episode. An object.
1: Um, an object. Uh, is is it the the friendship bracelets? Yes.
0: But that's okay, not what they call they're called.
1: Well, they call them promise rings on the show, but they are not. Like, that's a completely different thing.
0: Well, they have a strange understanding of promise rings, but let's see if you can do this.
1: Is it... Okay, so it's about
0: promise rings. Yes.
1: Okay, do the words promise ring appear in the title? Those words don't appear. No, not both of them, for sure. Okay.
0: Circle of friends. No. Do you want a second try? No. All right, it's promises fulfilled. Ugh, bah. Yeah, so not not the best one, but at least they tied it in. Of course, what's funny about that is in the English version of the episode that that title comes from, they never use the word promise rings.
1: So, yeah, like I mean, for good reason. Because those are not promise rings. They those call are friendship them friendship bracelets. They call them love bracelets. Oh, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Uh, so do I need to, to catch everybody up, Jordan? Do I need to take like five seconds to get everybody caught up?
0: <sighs> yeah, probably. We probably should, just in case there are new people.
1: I mean, like, if there's if there's people out there like Anita, like, Anita, I'm sure you found my, my five-second catch-ups to be very handy, since you haven't watched the show in 20 years.
2: I mean, I know what the show's about. Not having seen it in 20, <laughs> 20 years hasn't, like, I didn't forget it.
0: So no, no, not helpful at all. No, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, I remember Jupiter has an antenna that comes out of her.
0: And he never even summarizes that. He never even mentions that in the recap. You know what? Well, I only have five seconds, Jordan. (laughs) All right. Well, this time you're going to only have two seconds.
1: Only have two seconds. Okay. geez. Quick. We'll see if I can do this. All right. Put me on the clock. On your marks. Get set. Go. This is Sailor Moon. It's the story of a young girl named Usagi Tsukino. She's 14 years old. She's a cancer. Her blood type is O. And she is secretly the soldier of love and justice, Sailor Moon, uh, who battles against stuff like used to be the Dark Kingdom. Now it's the Black Moon clan for a minute there. It was two weird uh, alien twins from outer space who were definitely brother and sister uh, in the way that like if you have an actual brother and sister, not in the way that we are all children of Earth or whatever some people on this podcast would have you believe. She is secretly Sailor Moon. And she is also the reincarnation of the Moon Princess, a.k.a. the Moon Pudding, from the Silver Millennium, which was a kingdom on the moon. She's also the future ruler of Crystal Tokyo, uh, which is where her current enemies are attacking. They're attacking the future. And in order to attack the future, they're attacking the past. We'll get back to them in, in, in a picosecond. In order to help her battle against evil, Sailor Moon has all of her friends and allies. She has Ami Mizuno, the kind-hearted girl genius who is secretly Sailor Mercury. She has Rei Hino, the hot-headed psychic who is secretly Sailor Mars. She has Makoto Kino, the powerful girl in love who has an antenna that comes out of her her tiara to act as a lightning rod whenever she uses her special attacks. And it's really cool. She's secretly Sailor Jupiter. And she has the void of personality, the black hole where fun goes to die, Minako Aino, a.k.a. the soldier of love, Sailor Venus. We'll talk more about her next week. Uh, there's also Tuxedo Mask, who is her destined moon lover, but who has broken up with her because he has having weird dreams about how she's going to die if they stay together. And there's two Yak-Yak-Cats from outer space, Luna and Artemis, who sucks real bad. <laughs> now, uh, her enemies are the Black Moon Clan. They're from the planet Nemesis, which has returned to the solar system and for some reason is trying to destroy Crystal Tokyo. We never really know why, right? Do we ever find out why they're trying to destroy Crystal Tokyo? Other than that, they're bad guys, and they want to take over?
2: No, I'm Jordan, not really. Jordan,
1: I'm you a, a sub-second. Anita, do we...
2: I don't remember them giving any bigger of a reason than that. It gets a little weird. Yeah, it gets a little weird when you get to, like, the end of R and then into the movie. But I think that's the main thing, is that they want Crystal Tokyo. And that's that. Because yeah, so, it's pretty and so shiny, I
1: assume. So they're just generally bad people. And uh, they're led by Prince Diamond, a.k.a. Prince Demond. Yeah. And uh, his uh, brother, Saphir, and they have sent their latest lieutenant, Esmerod, a.k.a. Hell Esmerod, to go build dark hinges that will focus the dark power of the future into the past. It's a very convoluted setup, even for Sailor Moon. Uh, and that is where we pick up now five seconds. Exactly.
2: Hats off. Very nice. I think you Thank came you. in at it's like very four minutes good. and forty. 40- or sorry, four seconds, forty point four five seconds. Very nice.
1: It's probably very impressive to hear that live on the show. And, it is. and know that I do that so quickly. It is. Week.
2: What people don't know is when they listen to the show off of, you know, whatever they download podcasts, you actually slow that down significantly. So Chris is talking in slow-mo. Because yeah. right now they'll pass by and I could I was like, whoa, that went fast.
1: Yeah, and I lent that speed power to you for your section of it as well. <laughs> All right, so Jordan, where do we start with this episode? Uh I know where I want to start. it's with the, the crucial lack of toast, once again. It's very upsetting.
0: But but like I yeah, I mean it starts with a throwback. It, it, it we it's like the people making this episode went, like we've forgotten what Sailor Moon was about. It's about a girl <laughs> who's late for school. <laughs> And this her is nerdy. New friend. direction.
1: We've got the new creative team. They're taking it back to basics. <laughs> right.
0: She has a dorky friend and she has a Brooklyn friend and that in, in some versions. And that is what this show is. We haven't had that in a long time. Too many, too many young girls from the future. It's nonsense.
1: I agree with all of that. Actually, <laughs> I completely agree that having all these girls in the future is nonsense. Get us back to get us back to some dorky friends at school. It's actually funny because it was only uh, I I believe it was maybe two episodes ago when Annie was here that we were talking about how we haven't seen uh, Miss Haruna in a while, and And so for a minute, yeah, for a minute I got excited, but we do not see Miss Haruna here because Miss Haruna is out today. But uh, yeah, no, no toast in the mouth. (laughs) Just running through the school hallway late until she plows into
0: Umino. I think, uh, uh, A.K.A. Melvin. Yeah, the uh, she was off uh, making a movie. So they couldn't get the actress back.
1: <laughs> yeah, they could. They couldn't just. Uh, they couldn't just put animate Haruna in the background. They had to write around her.
2: <laughs> Maybe it was what you guys were talking about in whatever episode that was that she's finally found a healthy boyfriend and then not in school anymore.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's a healthy relationship if you're just not showing up for work. Like I think that's a warning sign. Yeah, but that's her. Yeah, that is true. That is very Patricia Angelica Haruna, uh, the the like third best character on this show.
0: I feel like, I'm just going to mention it now, this episode has a lot of weird necks. <laughs> weird I necks? Th- yes, I feel like everybody's neck is extra long this episode. it'll It happens a bunch. I feel like the art team who drew this is very necky. I did not notice. I'll point it out if it comes up. When it comes up, I should say, because it does come up.
1: I'll tell you what I did notice, though, is that there are a lot of weird... Subtle changes, subtle but very uh, substantive changes made to the dialogue in this episode in the new dub. Which, by the way, I really, really like. The, the new dub is really a lot of fun. The actress for Esmeralda, I have said before, is amazing. It's like she stepped out of a 90s anime and she's so fantastic. I love her. But we get the first of those right here. Basically what happens is Usagi is late for school. Once again, it's almost 930 so she's running to school. It turns out uh, Haruna's not there. So first period is uh, a study hall. So she could have been late anyway. Uh, so Usagi says, "Oh," in, in Japanese. Usagi says, "Oh, well, I should have had seconds for breakfast." In the dub, she says, "Oh, I should have had second breakfast."
0: Those Whoa. are two different things. <laughs> she reads Lord of the Rings, or she watches the movies. Well,
2: she's tall or enough She to just be a eats hobbit.
0: multiple breakfasts. She's, she's what to be a? She what? She's trying to be say, a hobbit. N-
2: She's probably hobbit sized. She's what, like four ten?
1: She's four oh, eleven. How dare you?
2: Sorry, sorry.
1: I think hobbits are shorter we, than that. Just because you're five five and towering above the know <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean you get to make fun of her. Also, both, I don't think
0: she has hairy feet.
2: Have we ever seen her feet?
0: I'm sure. Yeah, yes, we see them so every the time. time she trades.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, but that's like magical She's, space feet.
0: Yeah, but we see her hair. <laughs> On her head, so we would see the flowing locks off her feet. <laughs> Do you think she has like eight foot
1: Odongos on each foot? If she were a hobbit, she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't have those, but she would. Listeners, write in and let us know if you think Yusagi is a hobbit. That's Actually, that's very close to a, uh, a crossover question, so that might be banned. Uh, you asked it, so it's too late. That's true, but yeah, uh, I don't think I don't think she's making a Lord of the Rings reference. I think Usagi has multiple breakfasts every day if she can squeeze them into her schedule. (laughs) So we find out that uh, there's a hot new craze that all the teens are into, that all the humans are into (laughs) these days, Uh, and it's promise rings, but but it's not promise rings. Like we have like promise rings are a thing. They're rings. Promise rings are rings. Put them on your finger, yeah. You put on your finger and you give them to uh, you give them to your your significant other to show them that true love waits. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that's that's how that's what they were
0: in the South. Jordan, do they have those in the North? I yeah, I mean, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about like an abstinence promise ring. I think uh, I think that they also have them just as like. To be true
1: promise. Yeah, well, ring. The, it's it's a promise ring because it is a promise to eventually get engaged,
0: right. which is ridiculous because that is also yes. a promise. Right. But, it's a, but it's, a, it's a pre-engagement, so you don't have to put a diamond on it. <laughs> that's ridiculous is what it is. So, uh, yes, a promise ring is a thing. But again, that's not at all what they've got. Not only is it not a ring, you don't give it to someone else. You wear it yourself, right? No, I thought no, you,
2: you, do, you give it to like, the...
0: You, person Mm -hmm. wait but i thought no i thought they say this whole crazy thing about you put it on yourself and think about who you want to to be with and then when it breaks off your your wish comes true i
1: think that might be what usagi is doing but umino in this scene definitely gives one to
0: naru because she says give it back oh i guess she does
2: i think it's because she's not finished with it it yet
0: I don't know. This is complicated. We're going to have to get yeah. into this. We're going to have to really pay attention and see what happens. So the, they're friendship
1: bracelets. They are friendship bracelets. They take the thread. They well, they, they braid it all. They, they're making friendship bracelets
0: is what it is. But they're not for friendship. They're for love. And there's a wish aspect to it.
1: Yeah. In this scene, we get one of my favorite, like, uh, gags. One of my favorite puns. It's amazing. In the the entirety of the show. Because they are saying "promise ring" in English, they're saying "puro pur- pur- mesu usagi." Like when when uh, Umino says uh, "usagi," you don't know what a promise ring is. She hears it as "puro wrestling," which is <laughs> pro wrestling, and has a brief like cutaway style fantasy of Naru German suplexing Umino, and it's the best. It's
0: great. But then why do they respond to that saying she has a dirty mind?
2: (laughs) Do you guys watch it in Japanese or do you watch it in English?
0: Well, I watched the Japanese dub. I'm sorry, the Japanese subtitled version. I mean, that's in in Japanese with English subtitles. And then I watched the old school uh, 90s dub. Uh, But Chris, I believe, watched the current dub.
1: I watched the new dub with the subtitles for the Japanese version on so that i can compare uh, and contrast
2: in the one that i watched when she said oh what's the the promise ring melvin i watched it in english and melvin goes oh it's a promise for people who want to get it on and serena's like huh and he says you know doing it and she thinks oh pro wrestling and then both of them go what? oh serena
1: what yeah, version is this? Wrote that, that down too, because that that's in the new dub. That's the yeah, new they show. make
2: this joke about yeah. promise rings being for people who want to get it on, and Serena doesn't get it and thinks, "Oh, it's for people who wrestle." And the both of yeah, them are like,
1: who, who like "Get it on in the ring!" Like, like let's you know, let's
0: get it on. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> that they the new dub is great. They have them say "get it on." That is scandalous and wonderful. <laughs> Jordan, do you not remember being 14? Um, sure I do. But when I was 14, there were not cartoons going, talking about getting it on, <laughs> with the exception of, like, Beavis and Butthead. And they were like, don't watch that. It's bad for you. Oh, Jordan.
1: Oh, Jordan. You're, you're <laughs> such a, you're such a nusagi. <laughs> I'll take it. That's Anita. amazing and great.
0: That scene uh, is amazing.
1: Real quick. Uh, you having the, the kind of u- unique history as you do, do you think of the characters as uh, as Serena and Melvin and Molly? Or do you think of oh, them yeah, as no. Usagi, uh, Naru, and Melvin?
2: I, but, I always... There, there's Serena and Darian toys. and Molly and Melvin and... Yeah.
0: Yeah, I... It now, takes wait, me... hold on. But that makes me ask the really big question, which is what do you think of Jupiter as?
2: I think of Jupiter as Lita.
0: Wow. Because that's one of the ones that never... It seems like among our among the people who have been on our show, that one doesn't stick. Like people, like I, obviously, I say Serena all the time and Darian and all those things, but we, very few people st- still call her uh, Lita. People usually switch back to Makoto.
2: I mean, but I yeah. didn't know the Japanese names of anybody until like I'd been watching the show for you know a couple of years and found out kind of in passing that they had different names in Japanese. So yeah, in my mind, it's all whatever they were named in the Deke dub.
0: Cool. Amy Anderson. So
1: good old Amy Anderson and good old Ray, no last name. <laughs> Melvin and Molly, Nario and Amino, are, are frustrated with Usagi for not knowing what a promise ring is and or what getting it on is. <laughs> but you know what? That that hints at a very intense relationship. <laughs> I don't think we have been
0: given an indication of before now. Yeah, that because that that seriously implies, especially if they're literally exchanging them, that they want to get it on, and they're very young. I don't want to think about that. Even if they were old, it's Melvin. That's true. Well, Melvin is a giant lech, so we know he wants yeah, to get. Yeah, Melvin's up. a huge perv.
2: <laughs> but Molly's okay with it.
0: Yeah,
1: that's. She's the like, part. yeah,
2: no, this is the guy that I want to sleep with.
1: I mean, look, Molly's done a lot of living. (laughs) Molly's been in in 14 comas. She is she is tired of waiting.
0: Okay. good, good. I'm glad you're going to let it stay that she's waiting. Good. I was worried about where you were going
1: with that. So moving on, I'm excited that Jake's going to cut
0: all this out. Uh, (laughs) Um so then they get to the part where they explain the bracelet story and again they say that thing I, I I talked about you 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 make this this bracelet putting all your hopes into it and then you wear it on either your your wrist or your ankle and when it when it breaks your wish will come true which when I heard that I was like that's a really weird way <laughs> to do it because then aren't you going to be like god damn goddamn stupid thing <laughs> like be like pulling it on it all the time and try to break it but apparently not so
2: These, like, friendship bracelets, though, were really, really big. I remember when I was in, like, the fourth and fifth grade, we would, like, me and all my little friends, we would get together at lunch, and we would make these bracelets. And, I mean, ours were a combination of either making them for yourself and hoping that when they fell off, your wish would come true. But then also, you know, if you were really brave, you might go give the boy that you had your little fourth grade crush on a bracelet to be like, oh, I like you, in a weird fourth grade kind of way. So yeah, I totally See, made I remember, like so did, many of these.
0: Did you give one to a boy?
2: Um, yes, it was <laughs> okay. This is the little little segue here. Um, in India, there is a, a festival that happens every year in which sisters give their brothers these bracelets as a sign of, you know, I like you, you're my brother. Thank you for being awesome and a great sibling. And so every year, even to this day, I always make one for him every year.
0: Oh,
1: that's so nice. Oh. I remember the friendship like the, these kinds of bracelets being a thing where you would like you know make them and and you would have the yarn or whatever. But I don't remember the the when it breaks your wish will come true aspect. But but then you know I never had one. Uh, no one no one was given no one was given me a, a bracelet. I'm Aww. turning away dramatically and Aww. some wind is blowing cherry blossoms by me. Uh, but no, like I don't remember tell, that tell being a Aiden part of to it. Get on
0: this, what what's she doing? <laughs>
1: Uh, Anita, where, where did you grow up? New Jersey. Right. So maybe, maybe that was a, maybe that was a, a Japanese slash New Jersey, like Northern things. I don't think that aspect of it got, got down here.
2: I don't know yeah, I if d- it was a Northern thing so much as it was a fourth to sixth grade girl thing. Cause I don't remember mm, like maybe any so. of the boys being into it, like making bracelets. It was just me and all of like the girls where we would make these bracelets for each other and ourselves and. Hope that our wishes came true.
0: Well, speaking of wishes coming true, yusagi wants her wish to come true, and memoru to to fall in love with her again.
1: Yeah. So or, she's like, "Where can I go to get me some <laughs> bracelet making supplies?" And this is my this is actually my second favorite thing about the episode because look, Naru German suplexing Umino is always going to be tops, the best. But Umino reaches in his pocket and pulls out a flyer. He is carrying around advertising, and he says, well, there's good news. A promise ring shop just opened in the Juban district, and he holds it up. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, a new business just opened up in the Juban district? It is at this point that Usagi should be like, oh, I'm going to go shut that place down. <laughs> I'm going to go set that place on fire and shoot laser beams and tiaras at it real quick. I'll be back in 20.
0: Well, also, like, isn't Esmeralda on the flyer, kind of? <laughs> No, that is. It's a green-haired lady. lady. A green-haired lady. What a coincidence!
1: Yeah, but but this is not like this is not an evil business yet. I mean, (laughs) this is this is not like you know, Esmeralda's not like Jedi taking out loans and and founding a business and you know renting out a storefront. This is someone who's literally just you know renting out a a pop-up friendship bracelet shop that later is taken over with a dark which This is like Bob Floyd ice cream.
0: Yeah, I, still so I technically know that's true because we actually are going to see in a moment Esmeralda doing her her energy dowsing to find this place. But it is just kind of a crazy coincidence that the place that is about to turn evil via Esmeralda is advertising with green-haired, glamorous lady wearing friendship bracelets.
1: I do think that it is basically ridiculous that this shop even exists at all though because mm-hmm. ha- what kind of business model is this <laughs> what kind of business model is this where it's just a shop that sells friendship bracelet supplies
0: well and how they teach classes don't forget they teach classes on how to make jubon district real estate
1: i mean maybe it is cheap because we've had so many businesses get shut down after a week <laughs> i feel like if they had thought it through a little bit, we would see the same storefront every week. Like, this would be where they were selling Charmants. And this would be where they were selling. All, like, this would be where the gym was that had the, the the pods in the basement. And the pastry shop. Why not? And, and the pastry shop. Like, it would all be. It, like, this would be the same store where they sold Chuggalug Charm Geos. Like, if it was live action, it would obviously be the same set. But I'm thinking of, like,. You know the opening credits of Bob's Burgers, mm-hmm. how the, the the building to the the right of Bob's always has a different sign every week? That's what I feel like the Juban District is
0: like. I believe it. Usagi's excited. They've got everything you need to make promise Ring. She's going to go uh, check it out.
1: Yeah, because uh, she has a little flashback to uh, memoru dumping her, uh, even though he promised to be with her forever. And so she's going to go get her wishes to come true in bracelet form.
0: I'm sad that they broke up.
1: Oh, I thought you were sighing because uh, the next thing we see is Usagi
0: running into our favorite couple. Okay, I wrote this down, Chris. <laughs> I wrote this down. This is Did there's you know? no mystery to solve here. <laughs> they are good friends and they go to the same school. And school just ended. No <clears throat> mystery. Okay. Yeah, but they're walking together. Yeah, because they're friends. Mm, they're I mean, probably they're... meeting up with the Sailor Scouts, and they go to, and that's why they also run into Usagi. No. No, because Usagi's
1: not walking to a Sailor Scout meeting. She's walking to a Promise Ring shop in, in Juban. Yeah, and, she's a flake, uh, though. Yeah. She's a flake. So if they're running into her because they're going to the same place, then these two are also going to a Promise Ring shop, which is where you make a, a bracelet for your beloved. No, So okay. that's where that the argument point holds is, no,
0: The point just is that they finished school with the persons that they're friends with and they went, Hey friend, let's get out of here. All right. And then they left. They're right outside the school. I don't it's know. It's Amy and Mako, by the way, it's Amy oh, and yes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yes. what we're talking about. It's Amy and Lita and no, they're just, they're just friends. They're just friends. I mean, I'm not saying they're just friends. Believe what you want, but I'm saying there's no, there's nothing <laughs> suspicious or indicative of the fact that they're together. Now, Anita, you, again, you haven't
1: watched the show in a couple decades. Do you have any memories of how I am 100% right about about, uh, Ami and Makoto being a couple?
2: When I was a kid, I can't say that I paid any attention to it. Uh, Apart from the main serena Darien romance, I didn't pick up on anything else, but cut me some slack. I was probably nine years old. Um. Listening to you guys talk about it, you have more or less convinced me that Amy and Lita <gasps> are a couple. What? And yeah, no, like even without, I, I'm I'm convinced they they're a couple. And so I'm totally on the side of yes, of course they're going to the promise ring shop together to go buy materials to make bracelets for each other, so that they can promise to eventually get it on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, yes, okay. Look, I just wanna I just wanna clear the air about this for just a moment. Because sometimes people, I feel like sometimes people actually get mad at me for saying that they're not a couple. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I just want to say it's because, uh, like, of course, listen, think whatever you want about it, because that's your, your, you know, you can ship whoever you want in anything ever. But I just like, there's something about the idea that people can't just be really good friends. (laughs) And that makes me sad. Oh no! I think people I,
1: look. I, I think people can be really good friends. Yeah, but if I'm they're really good friends that on this a show, in a particular <laughs> instance,
0: it is textual that they are a couple. See, that's the. I think there's a step you made there because I think whenever anybody are very close friends on a show, everybody goes, "Well, they're really secretly having sex," and it's like, "What? You could just be friends." I mean, I mean, I don't think that
1: I. Don't, I don't think that you know Usagi and Ray are together. They're friends, sort of, or you know Usagi and Ami. They they don't have. They don't have the chemistry
0: that our favorite couple has. They have a different chemistry. And if you don't think there are people who ship Usagi and Rain, I think you are delusional.
1: Oh, no, I'm sure. I'm sure there are. I'm just saying that is an interpretation. Mine is textual. (laughs) mine is completely 100 percent legit. (sighs) All right. Let's move on. So, Speaking of textual romances and how much we don't like them, uh, Mamoru shows
0: up. (laughs) OK, now this is an interesting scene. So Memora shows up and he walks out and he's like all scowl because he didn't he didn't want to see her. And she's she's happy at, to see him. And she's like she's like, correct me if I'm wrong. She's like is she isn't she kind of like, oh, the promise is coming true before I even buy the ring. hooray! Yeah, she's like, my witch is my witch is
1: true because I saw this guy that I see
0: literally every week. <laughs> and he always scowls at me. So he scowls at her. And then she does a thing she does every episode, but for some reason this time it is like the most painful, klutzy fall that Usagi's ever done. Like usually she will tumble at like rocket speed, face first into the pavement, where her face becomes flattened, and like that should have broken every bone in her face. But this time she like trips over and like hit her knee, and it actually is like, oh no no, she got hurt. Like what are you doing? Yeah, well this is a this is a drama fall, not a comedy fall. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And and he looks and sees her like whimpering on the ground and then turns away.
1: Yeah. And, and she says, you know, hey, tell me why you don't like me anymore. And and he says the same thing that he said. I don't know if it's an intentional callback, but it's the same thing that he says when uh, she asks him what he's doing, riding the kiddie train at the amusement park. He says, I have my reasons. <laughs> He does.
0: <laughs> it's memory's catchphrase. <laughs> well, he does have his reasons. Always, he always has very reasons, <laughs> very reasons, whether they're good or not. But he also does so, say so. So maybe she'll forgive him. I uh, I hope not, but it's going to happen. <laughs> so then she cries and cries. Cut to a waterfall in space. <laughs> yep. Pretty awesome. You'd think it would run out of water eventually,
1: but it does not.
0: Yeah, it's it's so Esmeralda is like living on like a floating circle in space that has a fountain. Well, I was gonna say in the middle of it, but it's not in the middle of it. It's off to the side, and then all the water like collects in a pool, which just spills out over the side of the circle into the abyss.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's a more dramatic setup than the weird uh, void hall of mirrors that the previous incarnation of the Black Moon Clan uh, lived in. But yeah, it's it's there's a water feature and a little pool
0: side here. Uh, no bed. <laughs> no kitchen. Also a, a no chairs. A series, no chairs. A series of uh, of columns the type that would hold things up except there's no ceiling and they don't touch the ground. <laughs> so they're just <laughs> they're columns just that are floating there. <laughs>
1: So she finds out where the new dark point is going to be. So she sends, uh, she she goes, she teleports there. She has her crystal esmerald, which, by the way, again, I cannot stress enough how great it is that esmerald fills places with dark energy by building crystal statues of herself. It's amazing. She throws the the crystal so that it can become a dark henge, and then summons a monster that is. Not really thematic or relevant to anything. <laughs> the monster's name is Udaringu. Udaringu, yeah. Which I don't know if that is a a pun on on any kind of uh, on promise ring or something. Uh, she does, you know, her her when she is in battle, she does say, you know,
0: ring, 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 ring. Her her so. her name means arm ring, apparently, according mm-hmm. to the internet. Well, there you go. Now it all makes sense.
1: Any thoughts on uh, on Udaringu, uh, Anita?
2: She's kind of boring.
1: Yeah, not the. best. Yeah, though. not a not a great monster of the week. Like
0: just a, just a lady, <laughs> just a lady in a skirt. Yeah, with some bizarre face well, paint. Yeah, I was gonna say she has adamant face paint, so don't forget that. Yeah.
1: Um, she's got cool hair and a cool headband. But then as soon as she's gone, Esmeralda yes. does a dramatic turn and floats angstily above a skyscraper for a minute. Well, because she
0: yeah floating around having erotic fantasies about <laughs> Prince Diamond. How is, okay, <laughs> you got on me like not five minutes ago. How is this an erotic fantasy? It's because she's talking about wanting to be in his arms again and is like writhing. In midair, like she's not not just floating. That is not eroticism. That is angst. Uh, I don't know, man. The way she's like gripping herself and like her legs are positioned in funny ways. To me, it looks like she's fantasizing and being crazy. In Shout
1: out to the uh to the five-year-old who uh, listens <laughs> this is to the show, who's not gonna ask uh what eroticism is. Good luck, have fun.
0: Enjoy school. Oh, oh, no. oh, this is the worst. Well, there you go.
1: Now, by pure coincidence, the Dark
0: Henge happens to target a building that has the promise ring shop on the ground floor. Now, it's not wait, so wait, 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 wait. Okay, let's let's figure this out. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She's dowsing for sites that are rich in dark energy and is trying to like even more enrich them with dark energy is what's happening. Yeah,
1: I think basically what she's doing is she finds the sites that already have the potential for dark energy and then the dark hinge feeds on and reinforces that dark energy. It creates kind of a, a okay. dark energy feedback loop because as, as I
0: understand it because if it because that's the thing, if 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 it, if it was just her looking for sites of great energy and going, I can turn those great energy sites to dark energy, that would make sense that we've had two in a row businesses that just started, because then you'd go, oh, popular businesses just started, people are really excited about this trend or this free pastry, (laughs) and I can convert that energy into evil energy. But the fact that these are, it's saying, no, they're not just places of great energy, they're places of dark energy. So that means the pastry shop was already vaguely evil. (laughs) And this promise ring shop, again, is like, yeah, it's already a kind of an evil promise ring shop, except not like actively so. And she's going to be like, well, I'm going to up the up the evil. What it makes me think, I mean, obviously we and we blame everything on this, but it makes me think that (laughs) Jedi had a five year plan and it's still in motion.
1: So you think the, the backer for all for the promise ring shop, for the bakery, for
0: Bob Floyd ice cream?
1: Yeah. Bob Floyd is an anagram for Jedi. That <laughs> yes. is true. That's what I'm saying. Yes.
0: I'm saying Jedi literally sat down. He was a planner, man. He sat down and he was like, yeah, sure. I'm going to get enough energy to like uh, take over the world soon, but uh, we're going to need energy after that too. Let's, let's plan this out. Here's the schedule of when all the businesses is open, and he put it all in motion, and it's still happening, even though he's long gone.
2: See, I was thinking it was more along the lines of Jedi started a, like, venture capital fund, and then... It's just been running for the last however long, and people keep applying for money from the fund, and it keeps funding small businesses without anyone realizing. Oh, this is the Negaverse Venture Capital Fund.
1: <laughs> so he's he's, he's, he's he's the the Jedi Memorial Small Business uh, yes Small
0: Business Grant from the Jedi Foundation. Dark exactly. money.
1: Limited.
0: Dark money. The Maxfield limited. State
1: Memorial Fund,
0: and they and they apply for it, sure. And so all of their all of their businesses are are just uh, just like a little tainted by evil. And Emerald is, uh, is finding that. Yeah, that's called capitalism, bro. <laughs> Agreed. Let's burn this stuff to the ground. After this, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. She doesn't have to wait. She should just be destroying all businesses, Sailor Moon. Yeah, Sailor Moon should be rioting in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, so coincidentally, Usagi uh, and, uh, and uh, the two lovers are showing up at the Promise Ring store at that moment. Um, Thank you it, for finally admitting to it. I was being facetious. But also, they actually don't buy promise rings. They just are helping her because for, like, the next, like, three minutes, Yusagi becomes, like, s- completely dense and helpless. And I don't mean just because she's not skilled at making the rings, but I mean because Amy has to, like, get her the thread and be like, here you go. And then Lita has to, like, walk her into the room and be like, go into the room. We'll wait for you. <laughs> Our child, Usagi. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they,
1: like like a lot of couples, they're putting the least mature <laughs> member somewhere so they can go off and have alone time, go get a milkshake.
0: Uh, so Usagi goes in and a uh, completely not evil person uh, teacher starts teaching her how to make promise rings, promise bracelets, whatever you want to call them.
1: And Usagi's not good at it. Uh, I sympathize. It's It seems way more complicated than it should be. And then the instructor starts giving her homework. <laughs> It's like, hey, go read this book on how to do it, and Usagi just goes, Ugh, "Reading a book is such a hassle." And the instructor, like, you know, we get a scene of the instructor being super giant sized. Then we cut to outside, and there is a sign on this room that says that is called Promise Ring School, <laughs> which I think is hilarious, because again, that's a very specific business, and it, it seems like if you take
0: one to two classes, you're done. Oh yeah. Except that Molly and Melvin, who both know how to do it, are still back there doing the class again. Yeah, but I feel like they're just there to help Usagi. They didn't know she was coming. Hmm, fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah. You want to be accurate about it? I do. Surprise. Guess what? That teacher was Udringu. Yeah, as is always the way. The way of all things.
1: Back at the Shino household, Usagi falls asleep reading a book about promise rings.
0: <laughs> And in Rini's only appearance, she's like, no, I was going to have her make me one. Uh, Oh, no, it's not her only appearance. She appears again later. I forgot. Very importantly.
1: So uh, we get another shot of Usagi's chicken clock. Shout out to the chicken clock. It's been a while. We've missed
0: you, old buddy. Love the chicken clock. So Usagi is, uh, you know, she's lamenting again. uh, She's she's sad about her lost love. And we get to look at uh, the picture that she has framed on her nightstand of her and memoru and can I just say, how do her parents allow this <laughs> picture to be in her room? it is I mean, again, he's way too old for her and he is I mean, again, not in a sexual way, but he is all over her like his his arms are like, I mean, because he's enormous compared to her, but his arms are like super wrapped around her and like I, I just I, I it blows my mind that anyone's parents of a fifteen year old would be comfortable with this picture.
2: These are also the parents that are okay with her leaving at whatever time of night. They're okay with a 5-year-old leaving at whatever time of night. These are the parents that don't seriously seem to care that Serena's probably going to fail out of school.
0: They throw her out of the house sometimes.
2: Yeah, but I mean, they don't there's never any like, "Oh, maybe you should try and study or get better." And Serena literally spends all of her time at either new businesses that have opened up in the Juban district or the Hikawa shrine. It's yeah, school, yeah. Hikawa shrine and new businesses. They don't seem concerned about anything she does. So fine. Yeah, she's got a way too old for her guy picture in her room.
1: <laughs> Why not? I mean, look. Look, school, church and supporting local businesses actually sounds like a pretty responsible thing for a teenager to do. <laughs> I, George, I, I think you're overreacting to this to this picture a little bit because he's really he
0: really just has his arms around her and that's no, all. No, no. Like I said, I don't. I, I didn't mean in a sexual way, but clearly a romantic way, and clearly oh, I mean, in a yes, way, clearly in a way that if that was a picture of you and your uncle, it would be like okay, like you and your uncle get along. That's great. It's a guy he she's completely unrelated to and is at least. I mean, again, at least. Three or four years older. <laughs> Depends on which host you ask.
1: I mean, he <laughs> is a foot taller than her, yeah, was just the weird thing. What, what is, like? is Isn't Memoru like six feet tall? Isn't he literally like 13 inches taller than her?
0: Let's look him up. Memoru Chiba. Memoru Chiba feet. He is five nine. So no. Really? That way. He's well, that's how tall I am. Yeah, wow. That's mine I'm
1: taller than, than Memoru Chiba. I'm taller than Tuxedo Mask.
0: Yeah, I never would. Well, not when his, t- not when his hat's on. So, <laughs> well,
1: no, I'm a taller than full costume tuxedo mask.
0: But yeah, that's kind of mind blowing. I did not. I thought he was like at least six one. Uh, so the fact that he's five nine is shocking. I now I know how all the Sailor Jupiter fans feel.
1: <laughs> so now that explains why tuxedo mask is your favorite.
0: Because we're you're the same height. <laughs> because you are the same. He's not my favorite. Although I did wear a top hat at my wedding. So there you go. <laughs> We'll t- we'll discuss this later.
1: <laughs> so Usagi, while she's asleep, uh, has a dream where uh, of her wedding day with Terrible Tuxedo future. Mask. The, 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 the oh, horrible future, <laughs> uh, and just as they are about to kiss, uh, the world explodes. And uh, a mysterious voice, which is clearly Memoru's voice, <laughs> uh, says, "When the two of you are married, the world will be destroyed." And Usagi Sukino, aka Princess Serenity, will meet with misfortune. and but the uh, voice
0: is talking to Memoru. It's talking to Darien,
1: yes. And it's also clearly his voice. And, and well, again, yes, look, it is his voice. I do, I do a bunch of podcasts, so I hear my voice more than the average person, probably. But I feel like you'll be able to recognize
0: my my voice. I'd be like, hey, is that me? Is that me talking? Yeah, you'd probably recognize your own voice. I can understand that probably not everybody watching the show can tell that it's his voice. I mean, as, as we know, there are people who've said they get our voices confused listening to this show. Really? Which I'm like, I don't think we – yeah, I don't think we sound alike at all. <laughs> Just two guy voices, but <laughs> – I like the ukulele. <laughs> no, now you've <laughs> cheated.
1: <laughs> I have mustache you, and, and like ukuleles, and I don't think I don't think Ami and Mako are a couple at all.
0: Wait, See, this isn't now? fair. Yeah, this isn't fair because you know it, it will hurt me to say things I don't believe. Like, so I can't do this. <laughs> say things you don't believe i can't be like crystals are, are real and they're magical and amy I, and I Peter think, are in love.
1: okay first of all i don't think that, that magic is real i think it's real in this show that's about
0: magic jordan oh it's Ugh. Ugh. so yes their wedding explodes like you said and so she wakes I had up.
2: actually forgotten how cryptic of a message that Darian sends back to himself. In my mind, it was much clearer. or I remember his plan of sending his message back to himself being a little more, I guess, exposition heavy of like, this is why you shouldn't marry her. And like with bullet points or something. I had <laughs> forgotten that it was literally like, oh, no, the world will explode if you marry her. The end.
0: Yeah. It's just if you marry her, she'll die. The end. Yeah. Which... You know what the easy
1: solution to that is? Don't marry Don't get her. married. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't have to dump her. You just have to not get married. And how are they going to have a pink-haired baby? Well, Jor- Jordan, you might want to sit okay down It's okay if we this. wipe
2: her out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You...
0: You also don't have to be married to have children. What kind of (laughs) an example is that for the queen of the world to set? I mean, I
1: don't know. It's the 90s. It's a modern world. Murphy Brown.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're right. If Murphy Brown could do it, Sailor Moon can do it. You're right.
2: She's also the queen who likes eating and sleeping and taking the easy way out.
1: Yeah. Like Again, you know what the easy way out is? Not getting married.
0: Boom. Yeah, but you know for a fact that she's been dreaming of getting married since she was a young girl.
1: Yeah, but if it's but if it's not if, if it's either get married or and destroy the world or not get married and not destroy the world, then I think it's fine to not well, be I mean, married. They,
2: maybe get they married could just the world have a ceremony. Nice. Like they don't have to go to the registrar and fill out the paperwork. <laughs> they could just have a ceremony.
0: Well, the que- thats the question he doesn't specify. Is it the—is it in the eyes of the state or in the eyes of God that he can't get married? He has to like follow that up. In the eyes of Neo
1: Queen Serenity, <laughs> Usagi gets up, leaves
0: as 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 you said, Anita, well, because just because it's in the middle it, of the night. Well, no, first she looks at the picture, and somehow the evil dream cracks the picture frame, <laughs> and I don't know how that happens. Uh. It was a real bad dream.
1: (laughs) So she goes to Memru's house and bangs on his door. And we know that it's too late for her to be out because Memru opens the door and goes, Do you know what
0: time it is? (laughs) Okay. Now, but that's going to be called into question very soon because of where everyone else is located when we see them in a moment. Okay. So. So I don't know what time it is. <laughs> we don't know what time it is. He's clearly indicating through that question that it's too late for her to come knocking on his door. But, I, that, but like, I'm starting to think that that's like 8 o'clock, um, given where wh- what we see later in the episode. I don't. I, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. But so she goes, he goes, what, what are you doing here? I have nothing to say to you. And she goes, did you have a strange dream? And he goes, strange dream? Come on in. Let's talk about this. And so we find out that they have had the same dream. She had his dream and and they start saying things like well i mean it could just be a dream and i'm like no (laughs) when two people have the same dream in different places at different times that's not it was just a dream that's clearly something is going on well yeah especially if they are you know reincarnated moon lovers (laughs) magic powers right like so her being just like Oh, It could just be a dream. No, we're not going to just coincidentally have the same dream where where we get married and the world blows up. Especially okay. since he's been having it every night.
1: Yeah. Okay. Here, here's my thing. Uh, memory has the memory has a recurring dream. Th- this is a dream that he has every night. Of hey, if you marry Usagi, the world's going to blow up. This is you know, th- his his bullshit fake ass future dream. <laughs> he says to her. I thought it was just a bad dream at first, which, okay, I said this last night while I was watching it. I tell Aiden all of my dreams. If I have a dream, if I have a dream where uh, Aiden and I are getting married and the world blows up and a voice tells me that disaster will come... The first thing I'm going to do when I wake up is going to go, hey, sweetie, I had a weird dream last night. Check this out. We were getting married, and the world blew up, and a weird voice came in and told me it would cause disaster. Isn't that weird? Like, the first thing I'm going to do is tell the other person in the dream. Okay, well, not to get
0: scandalous again, but I have a—I don't know this for a fact, but I have a sneaking suspicion that you sleep very close to her.
1: Yes, and and, and (laughs) we're we're not married, (laughs) so— What kind of example is that to set for
0: the podcast listeners of the world? <laughs> There's a five-year-old listening to this, Chris. Um yeah, no. it's it's okay. 2016, bro. <laughs> I'm joking. No, but I'm saying that you it's it's very easy for you to turn to her and and just like this morning when I woke up, I told my wife, I dreamed that my my best high school friend was moving to Waco and joining the David Crush cult. Um because I just woke up and I still remembered it. Like they don't live together. Like he sees her much later in the day. He might not tell her all of his dreams. Like that's not a priority probably.
1: But after yeah, the okay, fifth time well, he's had they it. are
0: yeah maybe after the fifth time yeah they're
1: (laughs) destined moon lovers and they were like totally dating at the time that he started having these dreams he was obviously seeing her every day every day and there's anymore, no yet. way that like the first or second time that he had that dream because this is not a dream that, like he forgets at 11 a.m you know like if you don't tell somebody about your dream right when you wake up it kind of you know your brain is like oh that wasn't real don't need to remember that sure like sure. this is a prophecy dream that he is remembering in detail at all times so like you know when they went out for lunch you know that he's going to be like yeah check this out i had this crazy dream like Again, there are few things that I dislike more than like long running plots
0: that can be avoided with one
1: conversation.
0: I think what happened was he went to lunch with Motoki and he said, Motoki, I had this weird dream about me and Yusagi getting married and the world blows up. And Motoki was like, dude, (laughs) she's too young for you. Anyway, you should probably just break up with
1: her. See, Okay, we're gonna get into this. We're gonna get into this next week. That would be a better reason for them to break up. <laughs> it was Motoki being like, "Yeah, dude, this is
0: weird."
2: <laughs> Which I can't believe he hasn't said at
0: any point during all of this. Yeah, he well, he did the one time, but back when uh, when 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 Mamoru was dating Ray and uh, Memora and Mamoru pointed out to Motoki when his girlfriend was going away. When Mamoru was like, all those girls at the arcade love you. And Motoki was like, those girls are like 15. I'm not going to date Those girls are them. in middle school, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, wah, wah I'm dating one.
1: So okay. uh, um, <laughs> Sagi finds out that, that Mamoru broke up with her to protect her from future disaster. And again, just don't get married. Just like, just don't get
0: married. But he can't handle it. He kicks her out of the house again. And she stands outside, banging on the door, going, Let me in.
2: But that is the most teen girl reaction ever.
0: Pounding on the door?
2: No, just the whole, like, No, it's okay. I don't care what happens to me. I just want to be with you. No. Yeah. Don't break up. It's the most teen girl reaction you can yeah, have not- to a situation and a part of I me mean- cringes and a part of me loves it.
0: Yes. Yes. I mean, cause that's the thing. It's one of those things where it's, it's okay because we know that they become king and queen of reality <laughs> and they're destined moon lovers. But if they weren't, this probably isn't healthy.
2: Even if they are, I don't know that it's
0: healthy. Well, because she's not going to die is what I mean. Like it's all bullshit. Like, but, but for her to literally be like, I don't care if I know for a fact that loving you will kill me. Like, I love you so much, I would just die. That's fine. Like, yeah. that's bad. Thankfully, it's wrong. Spoiler. Just don't get married. Just, just don't, don't get, get <laughs> married. Then he would not be, Then he would never be king, truly. Well, he's, Oh, no. no he's oh, a prince no. Of what if,
1: if Memory is not in charge of shit?
0: <laughs> what, a, what a
1: nightmare world we'll be in.
2: He's prince of the earth in his own outright. His well, prince is not dependent on her.
0: Well but that's that's a that's a complicated thing though. Is it cuz no, guess- what we don't know what I'm saying is we don't know why they're king and queen of the future yet as far as I'm aware because I don't know that their old things from their previous lives carry over. <laughs> it's I mean that's very like Egyptian god to be for, for them to just show up and be like by the way everybody I'm uh, the reincarnated king of the world. <laughs> So, I mean, they're
2: reincarnated sickle. destined moon lovers. It's not a like long leap to get to reincarnated rulers of the world.
0: Uh, no, I think that's a very big leap because <laughs> reincarnated moon lovers, you only have to convince one other person that it's true. Reincarnated king of the world, you've got to get the entire world behind you. And that's a big leap.
2: Do they I, have I'm, the entire world or do they just have Crystal Tokyo?
1: Even
0: Crystal Tokyo is pretty big. <laughs> they don't even have all of Japan, <laughs> they just have Tokyo. Even if all they've got is Tokyo. That's a huge. And again, he was not necessarily king of Tokyo. So when they become king and queen of Crystal Tokyo, we I'm not sure if we know yet why they are king and queen. I don't know that it's I mean, because look, she was I know the why. Royal it's
1: queen because concept. they're 900 years old. And once somebody's around for 900 years, you're probably like, yeah, we should probably just go ahead and make them king and queen. They're not yeah, going to be. they anywhere. made
0: everyone. They made everyone immortal. Like, look, there's reasons, but I'm just saying I don't know that it's because of their old royal... Again, it's indirectly because of that, but I don't know if it's directly because they were descended from royalty.
1: So the friendship bracelets
0: start exploding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Rini... Oh, so no, this is weird. Rini has Serena's uh, friendship bracelet, which she specifically says, I'm pretty sure in both versions, that Yusagi or Serena did not finish... But it's now finished. So I I guess did Reenie like unspokenly be like, I can finish this goddamn thing?
2: Yeah, because I think Uh. she realized if they don't get back together, there's no more (laughs) Reenie. Like getting married aside, like if the two of them in any way, shape and form don't get back together, there's no more Reenie.
0: Does she know that yet? I still she don't know if she, she gets they're it. they're her parents yet. How has she know. not she figured
1: it. this out yet? Because
0: she's an oh, Because idiot. everyone on the show was not very bright. <laughs> Even 300 uh, Amy, 300 IQ, hasn't figured it out yet.
2: See, I thought because of something she says next episode, she realize, She at least realizes that Serena is her mom.
0: I don't think so. No, she she knows that Sailor Moon is good and tries to help her. Still and helped her in that weird fantasy world uh, in her head. And uh, she knows that Serena is Sailor Moon. But I don't think the connection has been made, which, again, is moronic because she is her mother and looks like her mother because she is her mother. So I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get how she could not know. But she somehow seems not to.
1: So the friendship bracelet starts sparking with black lightning. We see this happening all over, including at the Zetai Gokaku uh, cram school.
0: Yes. Um, now, this is why I was saying about the time thing, because it can't be like midnight. Amy's still at cram school. And in fact, so are Melvin and Molly, which I didn't know they were that studious, but OK.
2: I mean, I could totally believe Amy being at cram school at midnight.
0: Midnight. Yeah. I mean, I, would cram school still be open at midnight. That's so late. All, it's an all night cram school. let see. OK, Now I don't believe that. I do not believe in all night cram school. I hope. Well, you're not I
1: preparing hope. for the uh Zetai Gokaku Japanese language proficiency exam
0: with Jordan. So it's technically accurate. How do you know it's called that? Does it say that somewhere? Yeah, it says that on the sign. Okay, I missed it.
1: Which is translated on the DVD. I did oh, not oh, oh. no learn
0: to read Japanese in no, the no, three right. weeks since our last episode. I thought I thought you were saying it was um okay, so then we get okay. This is a wonderful scene because Amy being oh, by the way. Definitely did not make a friendship bracelet because she does not have one, and neither does Lita. She's the only person in the entire cram school who isn't wearing one. There's one other. There's one guy. Was there one guy? Okay. They're the only ones who take their studies seriously. Uh, (laughs) And uh, she gets up and she uses the communicator watch, which means we get, again, that amazing moment where – Everybody has watches on, even though they never wear watches ever, except when they're using them. Yeah, they they clearly (laughs) never wear these because they're gigantic. Yeah, they're huge. And we would notice, but they don't wear them. So uh, she calls. uh, Ray is doing fire stuff that she does. Lita is running. (laughs) I don't know if she was running or if she just started running immediately, assuming it was an emergency. And then we get... My favorite thing for no reason. Mina is wearing a towel, like just about in or out of the shower. Yeah, Mina's getting out of the shower. (laughs) Why did they put this in? And here's my big question about that Do you think she got dressed or do you think she just transformed? (laughs) I think she just transformed. (laughs) See, like, I feel like she had to
2: have gotten dressed.
0: Because that's the thing; it's risky. If you you don't, if you're if you're in a hurry, you could just transform. But then you have to be very careful when you de-transform, that you don't do it in public because you're only wearing a towel.
2: Yeah. No, I think she probably got dressed and then went.
1: Yeah, we were we were talking about this before we started recording. Uh, Anita and I, and I was just like, oh yeah, this is clearly this is clearly a hey, throw one in there for the creeps moment. <laughs> <laughs> just give him something. I do I do kind of like the idea that it's like getting a phone call where it's like, oh, God, I was just about to get into the shower. <laughs> like, <laughs> And all of a sudden this communicator watch is going off. I think that's pretty funny. But yeah, she literally, she says, come on, Artemis. And then the next time we see her, she is Sailor Venus. I think she just transformed. So when she turns back in, she's going to be in a towel.
2: Do we Does think that Artemis mean- was in the shower with her?
1: Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Was he in because the bathroom? Because if Artemis is a people, creepy. that's creepy.
0: Yeah, well, Artemis is a creep. Like it is, <laughs> it is canon that Artemis is a creep. Yeah, he's kind of a dickhead. I mean, but why would she let him?
1: I don't know. He's probably in the other room. So Let's hope. we see, we, we get a transformation sequence. We get a nice close up of uh, Usagi's magical space feet as she gets her boots on <laughs> with no hair, with with no no odongos, no mini foot odongos, <laughs> magical odongos. I guess they would be called if they're on your feet. Ah. Uh... So uh Uteringu is standing on top of the skyscraper, uh, I guess, absorbing all the dark energy from the 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 friendship bracelets, the, the promise yeah.
0: rings, which,
1: again, and she's she's, I guess, channeling it into the dark hinge because it's growing oh, yeah. like the Esmeralda statue is growing. But this this is one of those that feels like a leftover Jedi plot where they're taking all the energy from these teens because of this hot new trend. That's literally uh, what it is, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't quite fit with what uh, the other stuff that we've seen from the Black Moon Clan, you know? Well, it was the same as the cakes last week. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess we're, we're kind of back to this being how it works. But I, I I have a much less firm grip on what the Black Moon Clan is trying to do and it's than, than what
0: the Negaverse was doing. It's not that dissimilar <laughs> to next week's plan. Where they have a hot new sickness that everybody's trying. <laughs> at. Humans are really okay. into getting sick. So, um, I do love that she shouts out uh, Udringu when she attacks. She throws rings. It gets weird. The first time she attacked and she shouts out one ring, I was like, "What? <laughs> okay, What's like a, this I'm is a Hobbit themed, yeah, this, this episode." <laughs> but then she starts adding a ring every time and it's not as, as it gets super weird like she they have all these like it's again it's probably a lot of cultural stuff that i'm like oh I, that's not the culture i'm familiar with
1: yeah she has a lot of specific uh descriptions of the way she's attacking like oh these are these are diamond shaped uh stitching patterns that i'm throwing at you these are this is a heart pattern she she makes fun of usagi for not having a boyfriend and Usagi gets steam coming out of her odongos, which is a pretty great look.
0: And a giant long neck. Speaking of, remember when I told you weird necks?
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty, I can I can see it. It's pretty big.
0: <laughs> but she, she gets so upset about the boyfriend insult that she almost gets killed. And uh, Luna and uh, Rini have to be like, get out of the way. <laughs> and then when she's about to throw three rings, that's when Tuxedo Mask shows up. He does care.
1: Yeah, like, well, he has also been showing up every
0: week. And she we always goes, get away from from the guy. she does every time get fooled. See, he you does send me. a lot of mixed messages. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's, well, just, he was,
0: he's not gonna f- forgive, uh, uh, whatever her name is Udaringu. Udering, just she throws three rings, thunder, and he bats them away. And they don't quite get this defeated, so they're gonna come back and kill him with apparently an ethnic design. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, thankfully, uh, Mercury uses her good attack and <laughs> freezes the rings and stops them.
1: I love I know I say it every time we see it, but God, I love the animation for Shine Aqua Illusion. It's such a, a
0: good uh, attack animation. It's so great. But then having stopped three rings, <laughs> Amy finds herself helpless against four rings. Let's well, look, that's one more. That's one I more know. than three. <laughs> Thankfully, the combined uh, forces of Mars and Jupiter can take out four rings, and they do.
2: No, it's Mars and then the combined forces of oh, Jupiter Venus. and Venus.
0: Okay, so I'm totally wrong. You're right. Right, because Mars shoots like a million rings at the four rings, because that's what she does. She shoots rings now.
2: Right, she does uh, like the burning mandala.
0: Right. You're right. And then five rings takes Jupiter and Venus to stop. And
2: I always love it when they do the, like, the combo attacks of two scouts' like powers. Teaming up to do something. and um, I always question like, why don't you guys do this more? Clearly, Love Me Chain plus Thunder was pretty effective. Why are you not doing that every single time? Where is well, it that, written that we have to do like one attack at a time?
0: Well, again, that's that's why I always go, just start with the the combined giant Zord. Why do you need the five swords? Jay, <laughs> you know you're good. Gonna... I know. I know. <laughs> You know you're going to combine. Just do it. It's more powerful. <laughs> Someday you're really going to have to explain this to me because I really don't get it. <laughs> Other than, you know, story. I get the story reason.
1: I don't get the in-world reason. I mean, look, look. Confidentially, <laughs> oh, between oh, you oh. and me, uh, uh, there is no in-story reason. <laughs> yes! All right. the, I've only seen one show... Where there is an in-story reason, and that is a show that was never brought to America, Uh, but and it's literally that, like, oh yeah, like we don't have enough fuel to
0: always use the big one, (laughs) so they're just real budget-conscious guys. Guys, I know, I know the committee's going to be up our ass, but we really got to combine. Like, there's just no other options (laughs) at this point. Yeah, you you, look, you're pretty much describing GoBusters right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: So they destroy Udaringu, and uh, Esmeralda shows up. And uh, she says, you know, oh, you cocky pretty guardians. And I think it's it's awfully nice of her to refer to them as pretty guardians. That's true. And I I know that's their name. I know that's, you know, they, they are Bishoujo Senshi. They are pretty guardians. But that's like if Batman's name was Cool Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And like Two Face was like, oh, you know, cool Batman, I can't believe you're so cool. <laughs> or like amazing Spider-Man. People should call him. Yeah, amazing like Spider-Man. if anybody like if, if if anybody in the comics actually called him like, oh damn you amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> That's pretty great. The other I thing about destroy it- you uncanny X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> The other was thing about
0: Esmeron's, oh, that was Apocalypse—about Esmeralda's uh, speech is that she shows up doing her trademark cackle, but it's literally her showing up to be like, ha, 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 "I lose," <laughs> 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 which makes no sense. So there you go. I think
2: it was more of like a, you've won this one, but I'm going to win everything.
0: Yeah, but you don't laugh and say you've won this one. She didn't get in a jab. She didn't like, you won, but at what cost? No, no cost. Everything's fine. (laughs) They just straight up won. Because she likes laughing? (laughs) Yes, that's it. That's all it is. You know what? That's what it is. Mary Poppins style. That's how she flies. (laughs) She can only fly (laughs) when she's laughing. So (laughs) that's the secret. So anyway, yes, she uh, she does that, and uh, then she disappears.
1: Yeah, and it's another victory for the senshi. Uh, we get a, a scene of Tuxedo Mask and, uh, and Sailor Moon talking to each other uh, about how they're protecting the future city of Crystal Tokyo,
0: which is... Yeah. <sighs> well, but the important part is that for the first time that I can remember, he, like, he's nice. He He doesn't say, like... Like, you know, like uh, when when originally he was doing that whole thing of like, yeah, I'm a good guy and you're a good guy. But that doesn't mean like we're good guys together. Like, get out of here. And then for a while he was doing that whole, sure, I'll save your life, but I don't like you. <laughs> and now he's like, yeah, we we're on a team like we like this is we, we work together. This is cool.
1: And so everybody's like, yeah, you guys are getting back together. But they they really haven't like, you know, I know we, we talk Not about how the, all of the titles are always
0: spoiler warnings. Wait, the episode's not over. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I guess this not does happen close. in this episode. This is the part so, where they go. They encourage her. They all say, like, nice uh, things to her. Yeah, you're right.
2: Including I Ray.
0: Even Ray. Go to my ex-boyfriend. Go to my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> He's much Go better to him. Um, and uh, I forget who says it, but uh, they point out that worries bring out the beauty in a girl. So <laughs> it's good that you're distressed. Um, and so, yeah, they send her off running to uh, to Memoru, So, actually, what's weird about it is they show uh, Usagi running from the temple, but they weren't at the temple. <laughs> so, I don't know. She went to the temple and then left, so that we could see that she went to the temple
1: know. untransformed. There you uh, go. Loaned Minako some clothes and then went to go make out with Tuxedo Mask <laughs> on Darien with Mamoru.
0: with Memoru. Uh, in, in, in the moonlight, under the light of the moon, winning love by moonlight this time. And they reunite and, and, and they hug and then the kiss and that's them back together. Yes. So you tried to block it out with your, with your, your, you just wanted to say, well, they beat it to monster the end. No, there's more this time. (laughs)
2: It's so adorable.
0: Yeah. It's so adorable. I mean, don't be wrong. Like, I don't
2: think, Okay how to articulate
0: this
1: (laughs) let's see
2: okay so before I watched this episode before recording this I only had like what I remembered of this whole plot and I remember it being just so terribly just romantic and over-the-top dramatic like he loves her so much he doesn't want her to die like He's gonna break up with her because it's the only possible thing that he can do, and of course that totally makes sense. And now they get to be together again, and it was just this huge buildup of like me being worried over the course of ten episodes, like, are they gonna get back together? Are they not gonna get back together? And then finally having this happen, and it was just, it was just so romantic. And as a kid, this was absolutely my conception of. Like, not only the logical thing to do, but, like, the right thing to do. Watching it now as an adult, maybe not so much. But I still have that incredible, like, nostalgia for the first time that I watched it. And just Darian being, like, the dreamy, dreamy guy. And, of course, he's so much in love with her that this is the course of action that he's going to take. And now they get to, like, overcome all of that and be together, whatever may come, even if the world explodes. I just, it was so romantic. I was a little shocked when I saw it this time that it actually doesn't have as much buildup as I remember it having. And I guess as an adult, I find this less practical of a plan, but I'm happy they're together again.
0: Well, I'm which, happy. I mean, which part is less practical to you? Like the, the future Darien's plan? Or are you? Yeah, future
2: Darien's plan makes no sense to me anymore.
0: Anyway. Yeah, it's
2: crazy. I totally understood can... future Darien's plan. As an adult, I think future Darien's plan is a little
1: wonky.
0: I mean, I feel like the present them, they do their best. Like they're, 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 I mean, Chris is right. If they had talked a little bit more, it wouldn't have worked it out, but.
1: Yeah, one conversation, one but conversation.
0: Like, again, I always talk about the things that it shares with Buffy. Like it definitely shares that with Buffy. Like that's like half of the episodes of Buffy are about two people not saying the thing they need to say, and then a lot of shows are like that. Like that's just a lot of drama.
1: Yeah, but it's it's especially frustrating because King and Dimian's plan does not make sense. Like I don't <laughs> know what King and Dimian wants out of this.
0: Uh, again, he's probably just like, oh man, I remember when I used to have those dreams. I guess I better send them back.
1: Yeah, he's like, oh, you know what would be awesome is if I give my, like, if I give uh, Usagi, if I give Usako, like, a real shitty month. Yeah. Like, like a real shitty couple of months. Do you think it's because, because, like, in
2: Crystal Tokyo, she's done something to really piss him off? And so this is his (laughs) way of getting back at her? Because, like, I mean, in in Crystal Tokyo, she's the ruler of everything. And you probably don't want to make your wife slash the ruler of everything angry. But he can go back and give... Serena, before she's the ruler of everything, a bad month as retribution for whatever she might have done in the future, which is not a healthy relationship (laughs) dynamic, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) (sighs) Maybe that was his plan. It's not necessarily anything to do with anything else. He's just mad at her in the future.
0: Well, no one ever said you're supposed to learn a lesson from Sailor Moon, right? So. Oh, actually, Jordan,
1: <laughs> we always learn a lesson from Sailor Moon. Uh, so again, we are past the point of the show where they are making new Sailor Moon says, so they have they have had to go back to older episodes to pick out lessons. And uh, they don't they don't always fit. So Jordan, do we do we have one for this week? I wanna see I wanna see how well sure. we can learn a lesson from this week's episode. Let's see the mystery lesson
0: A lot of people say life is tough. But that doesn't mean you let yourself get walked on. Exercise your body and challenge your mind to be the best you can be. Know what you want and go for it! You're right. Plan to be your personal best. I think I'll go for a milkshake. God's sake, she doesn't know what she wants.
1: Okay, that's... Okay, (laughs) that's kind of a moral for this episode, because at the end of the day, Usagi is going after what she wants.
0: All right, I suppose.
1: She does, you know, she does
0: run after Memoru. Yeah. Kinda. I mean, she definitely does. Like, she knows what she wants. She wants him to love her. Like, okay. Uh, But
1: also, everybody in the show is getting walked on by King and (laughs) Demian.
0: Everybody...
1: (laughs) Show is <laughs> uh, what a what a jerk what a jerk that guy uh, i think we can come up with better morals than that so it's time for sailor Businesses, where we talk about what we learned from each episode uh anita what did you learn
2: that it's okay if teenage kids run around the streets at whatever hour of the night and five-year-olds to run around at whatever hour of the night it's not a it's not a problem oh, you well, well, especially in a, in a city like tokyo are.
1: it's always abandoned uh jordan what did you learn
0: well, uh, I definitely learned that worries bring out the beauty in a girl. So I'm going to do my best to make my wife worry at all times.
1: I'm sure she'll appreciate <laughs> it. Maybe that's what he was doing. Maybe maybe, maybe in the future, <laughs> Demian's like, eh, eh. Neo-Queen Serenity is looking a little rough around the edges. <laughs> better, better freshen this up. What a jerk. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Uh, I learned... I learned that Naru Osaka has a beautiful German suplex. Yeah, well, at least Usagi thinks she does. <laughs> yes, it, and look, I feel like Usagi is a good judge of character and suplexes. Uh, so yeah, that's our episode. Uh, Anita, you kind of gave your your final thoughts already, um, but yeah, like like I said at the beginning of the show, you requested you requested this episode. Did it live up to your memories? Like, was was it as, as good as you as you remember it being? Because I'll be honest, it's not one of my favorites
2: it's not as dramatic as i remember it being but i did really enjoy watching it for the first episode that i've watched in who knows how long it was a good one i, I can will say hear that I am. your incredulity like i can hear you <laughs> being like how is that possible yeah
1: it was great. It's, it's not really it's it's not one of my favorite episodes and i think it's a combination of a lot of things it's like those aren't those aren't promise rings is a big part of it <laughs> well yeah uh, I am very very glad to be done with this plot because honestly, you know, I think the whatever, you know, whatever misfortune, whatever destruction is coming, we'll face it together it is a much more romantic idea than than I need to leave you to protect you. Uh you it, know, like it's 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 preacher. It's it's the Garnett's definition of love. Like well, you know, it, it, it's the Jack Kirby You know, we'll go down that old shark's mouth together and beat her to death from the inside if we need to. That is a a much more romantic, a much better definition of romance, especially for what is essentially an adventure story for me. Which is not to say that I don't enjoy the teen angst that you get from that kind of plot. But again, one conversation could have avoided everything. So I'm glad we're finally moving past that. And also because, and this is a problem we've, we've talked about in the show before that it is a thing that happens every week it means that plots like this get drawn out in a weird way. So week after week of, of memory being like, like, I don't care about you. Usagi, I don't, I don't like you anymore. And then showing up to, you know, save them and be like, be like, how, you know, how dare you turn a girl's beauty into, into evil or whatever. Like, Mixed messages from ah, old talks.
0: Old I have a uh, uh, an important point about that, though, is you're yes. talking about the Japanese experience. But our American experience of this show was daily. So for us, that again, it, if it's 10 episodes that they're broken up, that's two weeks. That's two weeks of angst. Uh, I, and then I guess and then true. it's satisfied. Yeah.
1: But were they they were broken up in the big episode break, right? So, oh, y- they yes, were broken yes, up. Yes. Very for, true. for three years. For for also, me, like, that's a part that we didn't talk about.
0: For me, well, no, for me, that's true. Um, but for uh but for Anita, uh, correct me if no, I'm wrong, it, you would
2: it was only you know, like, like two weeks, I think. Because I started watching it after they restarted after the break.
0: Yeah.
2: So it was only yeah, they were probably only broken up for two weeks.
0: But look, I knew they were gonna get back together. It's fine. <laughs> I was all right. I knew. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're 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 destined Moon
1: lovers and destined future Crystal Tokyo lovers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, that was Sailor Moon episode seventy seven. Uh, Shared feelings, Usagi, Memru, and love once again. Uh, you know, a, a decent episode, but not one of my favorites. But definitely one to watch. I think it's it's got it's got everything that is Sailor Moon. Yeah, for sure. Anita, before we wrap up the episode, can you tell us where we can find you online?
2: So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. At at Aquamanree, A-Q-U-A-M-A-N-R-E-E. I think I have two tweets on Twitter, so probably not worth following me there.
0: (laughs) That's funny. I'm on Twitter, though. You can follow me. Mine is at Crackshot with a zero for an O. Also on Twitter is Jake Mason, who edits and produces the show for us. He's on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason. And he's got another podcast that we referred to earlier called... The Morphin Grid. It's about the Power Rangers, and they understand the Power Rangers better than I do. You can find me
1: on Twitter, at the ISB. Uh, that's also on my Tumblr. And you can find the show on Twitter, at Sailor Business. Uh, send us any fan art, any anything you want to know. Keep an eye on that for future announcements. Uh, since we record the shows in advance, we'll probably be posting stuff about the new T-shirts that we're doing there first, uh, remember to check those out at uh, sailorbusiness.ttoki.com and get that uh, get that moon pudding shirt. It's a really cool design, and uh, and Christina's a really great artist. An- another thing that you can check out from a previous guest of ours, uh, when Cassidy Stone was on the show, we talked about her her pun comics, her Sailor Venus Likes Puns comics, and uh, someone animated them. They're animated with full voices. Uh, it went up on YouTube. You can find that at uh, Cassidy's Tumblr, uh, which is thesanityclaws.tumblr.com. Uh, or search for Sailor Venus puns on <laughs> on YouTube, and I'm sure you'll find it. It's really, really cool and really, really fun. Uh, my Sailor Moon Drops friends list is full. Sorry, I, I didn't realize you were limited to friends. So I'll talk yeah, a little weird. bit more about that next week. That's weird. Well, it's, it's because you can get uh, you can get hearts from your friends, and they don't want you to just have an infinite number of hearts.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Uh, without without having to pay money for it. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Sorry, everybody, but we we did get some cool names. We'll talk more about that next week. And next week, we will be watching Venus, Minako's Nurse Mayhem, uh, Sailor Moon
0: R, Episode 78. Be here for that. And until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor Moon. but it sure seems there's no more misunderstanding. How do you know that, Amy? Couldn't you see it on his face? It's very clear. Yeah, don't be adult, girl. You look so beautiful now. Your cheeks are all rosy from our great battle. You're glowing. Hurry! Thank you, everybody. Serena, just don't trip and fall. Yeah, impressed, Darian. Yeah, you'll get him.